Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministry with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge your character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Pastor Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who are now Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they're also the assistant pastors and Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where the leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the co-founder, and the senior pastor is Pastor Oshibal Hartman, wife Lady E. Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible study every Wednesday, actually every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, you can call into this number. 917-388-4161 and listen to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their location at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Wednesdays Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org That's comingtothelight.org well, I thank you once again for calling in this glorious morning. Amen. Sun is out. We had some rain and some strong winds come through yesterday and last night. But this morning is sunny and bright. Hallelujah. We're going to listen to a song before we get into the word. Amen. Standing at a crossroads, what do you do? Real sweet, when a fork is in the road, when the world is on your shoulders, when your back is up against the wall, come on. What do you do? You hold on and keep the faith. Tell somebody on your road, stay. Come on, tell somebody sitting around you, keep the faith. Keep the faith. 
encourage somebody else. Keep the faith. There's nowhere else to look. Where do you turn? When there's nowhere else to turn. Where do you go? When there's nowhere else to go. What do you do? When there's nothing else to do. You gotta remember, you're in the master's hand. And the master has a plan. So hold on. Hold on. And keep the faith.
faith. Keep the faith. Hallelujah. Keep the faith. When your back is up against the wall, what will you do? When you hear that bad doctor's report, what will you do? When you're facing that struggle, you can't see your way out. What will you do? Keep the faith. Keep the faith is saying that you already have the faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. So you already have the faith, but you also must keep the faith. Because in this epistle, you have tribulation. But Jesus reminded us by saying, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So knowing that whatever we go through, if we just keep the and be a good cheer, knowing that we already have the victory. Keep the faith. Glory to God. Well, thank you once again for calling in. Just want to send out a couple of birthday shout outs. Actually, our mother her birthday will be Friday, March the 10th, 73. Glory to God. Talk about keeping the faith. And then, your true birthday. My baby sister's born day will be March the 7th, Tuesday coming up. Hallelujah. Today is actually one of my cousin's birthday, Teresa Marshall. I call her Big Cuz. Love you, Teresa. Happy birthday. Then we have quite a few in this month of March filled with birthdays. And anniversary. Just wanted to get that out. Go ahead and get into the word, amen. 
coming out of the book of St. Luke. St. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Starting at verse 31. St. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Starting at verse, and it reads, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, I desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day, for that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. want to read verse 32 again. And it reads, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. The title of the message this morning is That Your Faith Fail not. That your faith fail not. Let us, Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before. Thank you for charging your angels to be encamped around about us, protecting us, keeping us in that care, God, watching over us, God, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy. And thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day that you have made. For we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for waking us up in our right minds, God. Hallelujah. And thank you, Father, for into your presence once again. To sit at your feet, Father, to rest on your lap, to Lay on your bosom to hear your heartbeat, God, to receive what you will have to say to us this morning, to equip us, to prepare us, to make us ready, God, to go into this world and do what you called us to do. Thank you for your word, Father, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free, Father, those who are bound and captive. And what we call sin. Thank you for your son Jesus, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for allowing him to come to this earth, God. To live a sinless life, God. To go to the cross, Father. Being the propitiation for our sins. And thank you, Father, for even allowing him to go to hell for us, Father. 
Hallelujah. But he didn't stay there far. For he went there on a mission to take the keys of hell from Satan, stripping him of all of his power, God, making an open show of him, God. And thank you, Father, for raising Jesus on the third day with all power and delegating power to us, Father, saying, this power that I have, I give unto you. Going to tell the world and preach the gospel, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And we're to the end of the earth. Thank you, Father, for allowing Jesus to enter to heaven, God, with this sinless, precious, covering blood. And thank you, Father, for Holy Spirit, for his leading, for his guidance, for his comfort. Hallelujah. Thank you for you. Almighty God, our Father, who art in heaven, thank you for considering us, Father, for creating us, Father, for choosing us, Father, for calling us your own. And now, Father, we receive your word. Help us to apply to our lives, to make it personal, God. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. That your faith fail not. This was a time when disciples and Jesus were having what we call the Lord's Supper. They were having communion. And Jesus was explaining to them that he must leave them. And so they started whispering and, you know, talking among themselves. And Jesus mentioned to them that it was one of them that would be betray him. And so they were asking him, you know, who is it, Lord? Is it me? Is it I? And then he spoke to Peter personally. He said, Satan. has asked for you. Just like he did with Job. Remember in Job, the angels were gathering together in heaven and Satan showed up because we have to remember that Satan is an angel. He was created as the most beautiful angel ever created, as Lucifer. 
And so the angels were summoned to this meeting. And when Satan showed up, God asked, said, where you been? Satan? Satan responded, I've been roaming throughout the earth whom I may devour. And so God asked him, well, have you considered my servant Job? Let's look, let's look at that. Second chapter. Job, the second chapter. We're going to start at verse 1. And it says, Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. So this was the second time that the angels had this meeting. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Going to and fro in the earth. And from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan. Has thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth. A perfect man. And an upright man. One that feareth God. And escheweth evil. Still. He beholdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. See, the first time that that Job showed up, he asked God to remove his heads of protection from Job. Over in, in, in chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. The sons of God are angels. That's, that's, that's another teaching, but, but this, this is what the, the sons of God is representing. They're, they're, they're angels. Says when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. So, so, so these were a gathering of angels. Verse seven says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. That's all Satan does. Going to and fro in the earth. 
walking up and down over in the New Testament it says he goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour as a roaring lion now it's, it's interesting that it, it, it uses that as an example. A roaring lion. If, if, if you ever heard a lion roar, I, I challenge you with, with the technology that we have YouTube. Lion roaring. The sound of a lion roaring. In the jungle, it puts so much fear in the other animals. So that's what Satan attempts to do, to put fear in us, because that's his entrance. His entrance is fear. That's why throughout the Bible, we see fear not. Fear not. Fear not. That's what he's doing. He's trying to put fear in the earth. Seeking whom he may devour. That, that's what a lion does. Not just Not just injure, not just kill, but destroy. So it's, it's interesting that there's a thief who is Satan coming not but to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his ultimate goal is to destroy. So that's what he was telling telling God at this meeting. He said, going to and fro in the earth and for walking up and down in. Verse 8 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect man? Yeah, and and, and y'all know how I feel about the word perfect. It's, it's, it didn't say a sinless man, a, a man without sin. It, it said a perfect man, perfect meaning that he's whole, there's nothing lacking, full of faith, wanting nothing. That's what perfect means, complete. And an upright man, one that feareth God and assureth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Has not made an hedge about it and about his house and about all that he had on his side? 
Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself, not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And then it says what he was allowed to do. I want to say that again. It says what Satan was allowed to do. See, he goes to he goes to God with this list of things. And God takes the list and he checks it off according to our faith. They can handle that check. They can handle that check. Can't, can't handle that right now. And then he gives that list back to Satan. And I want to say this. The, the, the most obedient being created is Satan. Satan will not disobey God. Everything he does, he does according to what God has allowed him to do. He will not do anything that God will not allow him to do. I, I, I want us to understand that. Satan does not disobey God. He's going to hell. Hell was created for him. And, and the angels that, that followed him because of what he did in heaven. Because of his pride. And because of his deception. But Satan will not disobey God. He, he understands just how powerful God is. So if, if, if anyone fears God, it's Satan. That's why in, 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 in the wilderness, when, when Satan was tempting Jesus, the, the very last thing Jesus said, let's, let's look at it. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Starting at verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory 
and saith unto him. This, this, this is what, what, what Satan is presenting to Jesus. And so Satan says to Jesus, all these things will I give thee. I, 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 will, I will give you the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Fall down and worship me. That's what Satan wants. That's his ultimate goal. Is for someone to fall down and worship him. To bow down to him. Verse 10 says, Then Jesus said unto him, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee, Satan, get thee hence, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So Jesus reminded him that even you, Satan, Have to worship the Lord thy God. And even you have to serve the Lord thy God. So Jesus was telling him, Who do you think you are telling me to down and worship you? When you yourself have to fall down and worship the Lord God Almighty. When, when you yourself have to serve the Lord God Almighty. And then it says in verse 11, then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So Jesus had to remind Satan who he was and the way he did it. He started off by saying, is written. He threw the word on. He reminded him of what the word said. So that's our strategy. That, that's our defense. That's our to Satan remind him of what the word of God says remind him of what the word of God says remind him of who 
You're just a servant. You yourself is just a servant. And then over in Psalms, the eighth chapter, This conversation between God and the angels. The angels in verse 3 says, When I considered thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? The angel can even understand who we are. to figure out what God had created. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Think about that. God carefully, strategically shaped and formed us. He didn't just speak us into existence. He took his time shaped and formed us. And if 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 you would just do a study and body Everything that's inside the human body. How God took his time and put us together. All of the veins and arteries. How it's connected to the heart going through the brain, throughout our bodies. The angel asks, what is man? Then verse 5 says, for God has made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Now, when it says a little lower than the angels, 
That's where in the scriptures. That's where getting down to the root word of what angels mean. The word angels in, in, in this particular scripture means Elohim. Who is God? So the the, the angel w- was saying, God, you have made man, human being, a little lower than you, and you have crowned him with glory. And honor. And have made him to have dominion over the works of the hand. And you have put all things under his feet. Listen to that. The, the, even the angels understand our position. Even the angels understand just how precious we are. Even the angels understand the power that we have since thou hast put all things under his feet. So that's why Jesus was reminding Satan of who he was as a servant said you shall worship the Lord your God and and, and him only shall you serve Satan we have to do first understand who we are know our position and and and, and why God created us to have dominion He created us to have dominion. Say that again. He created us to have dominion. And Jesus knew that. Jesus understood that. And we have to understand that Jesus was a representation 
of. I said it once before. We represent God. But Jesus represented us. We were made in the image and out of the likeness of God. Jesus was made in the likeness of man. I said to say this, Jesus, as a human being, Reminded Satan who he is. Jesus is our example. So every time Satan approaches us, we are to remind him of who he is. And reminding him of who he is also reminds him of who we are. Because he knows. That's why he don't just do what he want to do. He has to find an area of fear that right there shows what kind of approach he has. He's looking for fear. But strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. If we understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If we understand that we can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us. See, once Jesus stood up to Satan and said, then the devil Leave it him. And that's why to God you have this hedge of protection over. But allow me to have An entrance. And let me show you this entrance. Back in Job. After God had allowed Satan 
This was Satan's twist. I mean, this was this was Job's response. Oh, Satan had taken his children. says in verse 10, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. This, this was one of Job's servants who was giving him the report of what had happened to his children and his workers, cattle. And in verse 20 it says, Then Job arose and and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I want I want to point out something because this is said. I know it almost every funeral. Says the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Job said that. Job said that. Said, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground in worship and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But but God did not take. God allowed Satan to take. So 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 we have to be careful with our words. We have to be careful not to blame God. For the things that Satan does. Now God allows things to happen. 
But Satan is the one who is being used to take. But then after Satan's second meeting with God, in verse 2 it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my son Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect man, an upright man, one that feared God and assured evil, and he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me again against him to destroy him without cause. See, that's that's Satan's ultimate goal. He wants us to be destroyed. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man has will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse thee to thy face. See, this is Satan's challenge to God. He he believed that if 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 Job would get to a place where He has this sickness in his body that he will curse God and blame God. And verse 6 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand save his life. That's where Satan is limited. He only does what God allows him to do. He gave Satan permission to touch his body. He he told him, you cannot take his life. And we have to understand that Satan can only do what God allows him to do. But everything that God allows him to do is according to our faith. So that's why Jesus told Peter, he said, I prayed for you because Satan has asked for you to sift you out. Understand what sifting means. To get rid of. Because that's his ultimate goal. 
So Jesus told him that. I, I, I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. And then it says that when, when, when Jesus went to heaven, look at Romans, Romans the eighth chapter, verse 34. Eighth chapter, verse 34. says, who is he that condemneth, Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. That's what Jesus is doing. He's, he's interceding for us. And, and, First John, the, the second chapter. Let's look at that. First John, the second chapter. Starting at verse 1 says, My little children, these things write unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteousness, and he the propitiation for our sins. That, that's where this comes from when, when, when I'm praying, that Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. But it says that Jesus is an advocate. The Father. He can he can go to our Father on our behalf and 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 and, and remind him that remember I died for him. I I, I shed my blood for 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 her. My, my my bruises, my stripes were for her healing, were for his healing. This is what Jesus is doing. He's, he's, he's reminding God. He's, he's advocating for us. See the blood? See my blood that's, that's covering them? That's their protection, Father. And then over in, in Hebrews, Hebrews the seventh chapter, the seventh chapter, it, it, it says that Jesus said he's ever interceding for us. He's always praying. Verse 25, Hebrews 7, verse 25 says, 
Wherefore, he is able also to save them the uttermost that come unto God by him. Talking about Jesus. Seeing he ever lived. Jesus is doing on our behalf. He's, he's, he's living to intercede for that our faith fail not. Whatever we're facing, Jesus is praying for. Greater is he that is in this Father than he that is in the world. No formed against him shall prosper. Every tongue that rise up against him shall He can do all things through me. That's what Jesus is doing. Interceding for us. That your faith fail not. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, for reminding us of who we are and whose we are. And that Jesus is interceding for us, that he's advocating for us, that he's reminding you of what he did for us, that our faith fails not. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That your faith fail not. We have an advocate. Somebody pray for me. Somebody got down on their knees. They kept bothering God about me. Declaring that I'll be free. Ah, somebody prayed for me. Somebody get down on their knees. They kept bothering God about me, yeah. declaring that I'll be free. That somebody is Jesus, ever living, interceding on our behalf. That your faith. Fail not. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministry with Brother Norman Woodard.